what is personal development? What is growth mindset? How do I get there? You need to adopt a growth mindset, sis. If it's the epicenter in the beginning, it is the spark, the flame, the whatever you want to call it, of literally all success. Everything is changeable. Everything is fixable. Everything can grow. Everything can shrink. We have to believe with our spiritual eyes first. We have to see it through our eyes of our mind and our spirit that says, that's mine. I'm going to be here. This is what the vision looks like. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode. We're going to be talking about how to strengthen your weakest areas of competition. This is a question that I get all the time. But if you're new here, my name is Coach Megan Rhodes. I am a two-time former Miss Nebraska on the America side and the USA side. And this is the number one pageant podcast in the game. So glad that you're here. At our coaching company, Powerhouse Pageantry, we teach women how to place higher guaranteed when they work with us in a one-on-one level and go through our academy or even win. What a concept. So very excited to talk with you guys about this topic today. I'm looking down at my phone because if you're not a member, we also have a really great, if you're watching on YouTube, on my Instagram, on Powerhouse's Instagram, we have a broadcast channel, which is like a new feature at the time of this recording. And basically what it enables me to do is broadcast out motivational things. And I I wrote a really good one on Monday that stuck with me that I was like, man, I want thousands of you to see this rather than about a hundred of you that are on this broadcast channel because I just started it. So what's really cool is I can send out like prompts and then you guys can like react accordingly with like hearts and emojis and all these cool things. And it's basically just me in your ear as like a coach motivating you on a daily basis. And I typically do this, you know, about four days a week, which is cool. So it is very important to strengthen your weaknesses. And I get that it can be scary and it can be hard. I think two episodes ago, we talked about the importance of this and how you're going to have to get uncomfortable, which is why it's uncomfortable. Because as humans, we naturally want to gravitate towards pleasure and away from pain. But the ironic thing is that at the same time, humans connect over pain. And I can get into that much deeper if you guys want me to talk about that more tell me on Instagram or something. But humans connect over pain, which is why it's so important for us to acknowledge it at some point in our interview. Because if you don't, your accomplishments are not what humans connect over. Just being honest, brass tacks, okay? So let's talk. Ooh, somebody just booked Tragical as we're talking right now. Love it. So as it is, okay, I want you to analyze, first of all, your greatest strengths in competition. Let's start in the positive, okay? So go through and you're like, my walk is my best, or my interview is my best, or my talent's my best, my level of fitness, my body is the best. Your greatest area of competition, think about that, bring it super close to your face and your memory, and let's get all the happy vibes first. Now, the second thing I want you to do is I want you to list your areas of weakness. If you're driving, please don't list, but you can you can brain list if you're, again, you guys get the picture. So mentally list out what are your weakest points? For me, it was always fitness, (laughs) literally always. Transitions maybe in walking was probably my second weakest. I was like, we're just going to rip it in in an interview. We're just going to figure it out. (laughs) Just do our best. And then, you know, my walk, I was pretty confident with, but turning and transitions, actually the things that took planning ahead of time. And then really being consistent with my diet was not my strong point. Not my strong point until I decided that I wanted it, right? So why is this important? You're like, this is so elementary. I already know what my weak points are. Okay, that's great. But because humans run away from pain, 
very often, unfortunately, we may know at a distance what our weak points are, but we don't work on them. We avoid them like the plague. And <clears throat> we strengthen our strengths, which is great. Or, funnily enough, and I, I know you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'm not because I talk to people every day. People will just do nothing. And then they will go compete again, pay five to $10,000 to compete over the course of the year. And they have not changed anything about the way that they prepared. They think that they prepared harder. Maybe they were in the gym more often, did some more mock interviews, whatever. But they had no strategy for actually identifying, discussing, and solving, which is what we do in business, your weaknesses, okay? And instead, because humans run away from pain and we run towards pleasure, we just say, what weaknesses? <laughs> and then I'm just going to try my best the day of, right? Or we get super unhealthy and four to 12 weeks before the pageant, you stop eating, your hormones are raging, you are a massive you-know-what to everyone around you because you're not fun to be around because you're not eating, okay? And it's the cyclical effect of now we're rolling in on fumes to the pageant trying to do our best when the last 12 weeks of your life have not been fun. And I'm telling you there's a better way. You do not have to act this way. You don't have to be afraid of your weaknesses. You don't have to be afraid of your weaknesses. They're just areas you need to improve on. The reason why we're afraid of our weaknesses is because we've accepted that those weaknesses are fixed and that they can't change. We've accepted the mental picture and the lie in our heads that your body's never going to change, your talent's never going to change, you're never going to be a better interviewer, you're never going to not feel afraid. You're never going to get over that PTSD from your on-stage question because you bombed it one time. You're never going to get over... That's a lie. That's a lie. The growth mindset says, okay, what is personal development? What is growth mindset? People always ask me, like, what are the qualities of a great leader? How do I get there? You need to adopt a growth mindset, sis. If It's the epicenter in the beginning. It is the spark, the flame, the whatever you want to call it, of literally all success. If, if you cannot adopt a mindset that says, even if this thing is a fact right now, I'm believing that six months from now, this can look different. I'm believing that tomorrow this can look different. Instead, you've adopted a fixed mindset, which comes from where we come from, who we've been raised around, and what we've been taught to think and how to think. So if we have a fixed mindset, a fixed mindset says, this is the way that it is. No matter how hard you work, it's never going to change. You're never going to change. They're never, they're never going to perceive you differently. They're never going to look for a girl like you. And what's so traumatic about this is, first of all, it's a lie. Because what if every trailblazer ever said that that's how it was? What if the first woman in the 1920s or 30s to wear a two-piece swimsuit said, you know, accepted the fact that it was like, oh, women don't wear these. I mean, name a thing that was invented, right? Name a problem that has been solved by anyone ever, okay? Innovators, inventors, they have a gross mindset where they're able to look into the future and even if that thing doesn't exist, they're like, it's mine. This thing's going to change. And they change the picture in their minds to receive and to believe before they see. Whew! I feel it in my body, okay? Because this is how I live my whole life. I'm just telling you. And I kind of teased this, <laughs> I think, last week, but I have a lot to tell you guys coming up, probably closer to the spring. But I'm really excited to share some things happening in um, my own life of just how I put this into practice in business and in my marriage and in all these different things in my spiritual life. 
Everything is believing before you see. And seeing it in your spiritual eyes and in your mind's eye before that thing comes to pass. And believing is the thing that makes you see it, right? Rather than you see it and therefore just because I can see this ponytail holder, well now ponytail holders exist, you know? It's like, no, what if I had something to tie my hair up? Wouldn't that be amazing? Because my hair is in my face all the time, right? And so we have to learn how to see and believe with our spiritual eyes and see in our spirit your body being different, you communicating extremely well, you having the relationship of your dreams, people treating you well when you walk into a room. For me, it started, as silly as it sounds, it started with learning how to order takeout without my heart beating out of my chest. That's where I was. I used to be so nervous and I cared so much about what other people thought of me that I would pass the phone to my dad or I'd pass the phone to one of my siblings because I was so nervous just to order Chinese food. How silly is that? You know, when I started my podcast, I had no idea what it looked like. I was in an abusive relationship at the time, starting this podcast in his basement. You know, I still have a picture of it with my, with a towel over my head because the acoustics were in like an unfinished basement where the acoustics were just terrible. So it's always so funny to me when people are like, I went and watched from episode one. And I'm like, please don't. I was a different person then, <laughs> you know, been through a lot of relationships since then <laughs> to all these things. Oh man, right? But I'm not afraid of that. Like I'm willing to lean into my own pain and to be vulnerable with you guys being like, yeah, this is what it was. So if you notice something was off, which no one really does, but if something was off, it's because something was off, okay? And I was in survival mode for like the first seven episodes. Luckily, I'm pretty sure we broke up in like February. So we started the podcast January, five years ago, I think now, six years ago. So hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus, for freedom, for getting out of bad situations and leading me to where I am today. What is the point of that story? Everything can change. Everything can change. Your situation, your body, your mindset, your abilities, your skill set, how good you are at something, everything can change. Everything is changing all the time anyway, whether you believe it or not, okay? So we don't have to be afraid of our weaknesses because we know that those weaknesses can become strengths. Or, you know, if you're not there yet, just believe your weaknesses can change. They can get 1% better. If you get 1% better every week, you know, after six months, it's 26% better. Imagine if your pageant score was 26% better after six months. Did I say six weeks? I meant six months. 26% better, right? That's taking a 7 to a 10, right? That's winning a pageant. That's a big deal. So I want to shift your mindset today that you don't need to be afraid of your weaknesses. You actually just need to change your mindset about them and ask yourself, what do I need to do to win in this area? That's why we use, I'm pointing to, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'm pointing to our pageant planner and why our girls love it is because I just, I like creating simple solutions for people to execute things. You know, it's like, it, it shouldn't be that hard. Again, I think we make pageant prep like so confusing and hard and I'm like, no, let's just, what is wrong? What are you losing points in? Do you want to keep losing points or do you want to like have more points, <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, okay, cool. Let's work on those things with no judgment, with plenty of time to where we're not trying to fix 50 things at once. We can fix one thing at a time or maybe two. And that's where in the academy, you know, you have quite some time to work with us because I don't want you working on 50 things at once. I want us working on the thing that's going to take the longest to fix perceptively, at least in the beginning. And that stresses you out the most. And I'm like, cool, let's get progress like in the next seven days, like tangible, visible progress. And then let's go make progress on everything else. Like nothing is fixed. 
you are fixable, you know? And that's when progress becomes really fun because you realize you're like, I can do anything that I want to do and the world is my oyster and I've got this and I can't wait to roll up and everyone be like, what happened to her? Because she had so much change this year. That's the most amazing feeling. Rolling up like Beyonce and everyone's like, what happened to her? Oh my gosh. I wasn't counting on her being competitive this year, but oh my, like who did she work with, right? That's my favorite thing ever and I'll get... 50 moms calling me the week after a state competition because somebody went from like they had their whole transformation movie over the course of one year where they didn't even notice them the last year and now they're winning a state title that's my favorite thing it's so satisfying so once we've changed that mindset the third step is to ask yourself what would be my standard of excellence in this area and what would my new standard of excellence look like so again talent would it be throwing three batons in baton twirling? Would it be doing 10 alsicone turns perfectly without stepping out of it? Would it be singing this kind of song with a higher range and more emotional fortitude and impact and the feeling of not being nervous because you're so prepared, you know you're going to hit it every time. Step four, ask yourself, what would competition feel like if I was confident that I could win in this area. Not You could also say confident I'd be proficient in this area, but I want you to ask yourself, what would competition as a whole feel like if I was confident that I could win in this area? Because I would venture to guess it would change everything for you. Answer, you'd compare yourself less. Answer, you'd be more open and have more fun. You'd make more friendships. You'd be more open to the judges. You'd be able to like, okay, I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> you'd be able to, Let's just say relax. Yeah, I'm not going to say the witty comment I was thinking of. Relax, okay? Just just chill for a sec because you know you're operating from victory, not trying to get victory, okay? Step five, ask yourself, who do I need to tap into to help me grow in this area? Who do I need to tap into to help me grow in this area? And then ask yourself, why haven't I gotten help yet? Again, that's silly. I want to get better at XYZ. What am I doing about it? And if I don't know how to get from A to B, why am I expecting myself to be able to get myself there when I've done all that I know how to do for the most part to this point? That's silly, okay? Last step, step six, ask yourself, how long will this take to work on to get to my standard of where I want to be? How long will this take to work on to get to my standard of where I want to be? And when you do these six things, and once you've answered all these, it's time to act. The difference between winners and losers is action. They strategize. They get a clear vision of where they want to go, where they need to be. They have a growth mindset that can look at failure and just say, okay, cool, try something else, you know? And then they take action. They keep taking action. They minimize the space between when they quote unquote failed or when something didn't work and when they tried something new. They're just like, okay. Innovate, 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 innovate. And what that does is it builds this muscle in your head, your heart, your body where you actually believe that you can do anything because you have data. You can look back at your life and be like, that didn't kill me. I thought that would break me down, but I'm fine. And imagine if you did that so many times, the inner confidence that you'd have within yourself because you have data that says, no, it's going to be fine. Chill. Just try something else, you know? And so again, the big takeaway today, stop looking at your weaknesses as something to be afraid of. It's just data of like where you're at right now. Everything is changeable. Everything is fixable. 
everything can grow, everything can shrink, you know? And we have to believe with our spiritual eyes first. We have to see it through our eyes and our, of our mind and our spirit that says, that's mine. I'm going to be here. This is what the vision looks like. Write the vision, make it plain. I got these giant post-it stickies all over my office, okay? My husband and I, every single month, we write our vision for our life down to the nitty-gritty detail of exactly what we want to come to pass. And let me tell you, what God has done in our life does not have a natural explanation. There is no natural explanation for what God has done in Landon and I's life because of what he and I have, have, have walked through personally in our first year of marriage with just different obstacles and different ways that the devil's tried to steal, kill, and destroy. And let me tell you, have I ever been whining about it to you guys? Have I adopted this victim mindset that's like, oh, it's over just because this bad report came or this circumstance came? Oh, well, I guess it's just the way that it is. No, never in a million years will you ever hear me say that, ever. And it's not because the weapon didn't form. It's not because that thing didn't try and prosper. But my belief and the laws of that belief supersede whatever circumstance is trying to tell me that I can't be something, I can't do something, or I can't have something. And, and that's where I encourage all of you guys to have a spiritual practice, but that's where, you know, my faith in Jesus and what the Bible says about these things, right? I got 7,000 promises that belong to me that no matter what the weapon forms, no matter what the circumstances says, I'm leaning on this. This thing is truth beyond any circumstance that could try and tell me that any bad circumstance, list them, right? Whatever's going on in your life. Okay. And so it's so important to stack yourself, stack the deck for yourself against the thing that when the quote unquote wind and waves come or when that circumstance, you know, produces a feeling of weakness or produces a thought that tries to take you back into the, the old way that you used to think, or maybe the way that you were raised to think that is not going to get you to your next level. It's just not, you know, and this is where it's so important to have mentors and people and coaches speaking truth into your life, speaking belief into you. Sometimes it's the tactical stuff. Sometimes it's just the belief stuff, not just. Sometimes it's the belief stuff where I'm like, can you see this picture in your head? No. Okay, go work on the picture in your head. Before you ever pick up a weight, before we do any interview, I need you to go get laser clear on this picture in your head of exactly what this looks like to win and then come back to me. Because if we're operating out of an identity that doesn't believe that you can win, you're wasting your time. And you're going to exhaust yourself, overwhelm yourself, and have, and you're going to be bouncing all that action off a negative self-belief that's already told you this isn't possible. So what result do you think that's going to make? Answer, not winning. Not winning. It's not going to. Like literally ever. So the first layer is always identity. The first layer is always mindset. You will always act from your level of identity, not your intentions. Always, 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 always. So fix your identity. Grow a growth mindset. Stop being afraid of your weaknesses. See with your mind's eye <laughs> first. And, and that's what makes that thing manifest. Put these things into practice. I promise it'll change your life. If you haven't booked a strategy call yet with us, click the link below. And 45 minutes, you and I will, will strategize what's going wrong with why you haven't won in the past. We have a place higher guarantee for anybody that we work with on a one-to-one -one level. And we'd love to accept you into the academy this year. We'll do a little bit of interviewing back and forth, just making sure that you're fit. If you're not a fit, I'll shoot you over to a different coach that I think would be better for you. We coach in about six or eight major programs that we're really comfortable with that we can offer that guarantee. And we don't work with several other pageants and age levels for a reason. So if you are between the ages of 13 and let's just say 55 and, and you really want to place higher this year, you're serious about your growth and development and you want an amazing community and coaching system to be able to wrap you in your arms and take you to where you want to go or help you learn how to take yourself where you want to go, then that's the kind of client that we look for. 
teachable, positive attitude, wants to crush it, that strong internalized competitive drive like we talked about. And if you have questions, just you can always fill out the questionnaire and we'll help you with that. So the best thing you can do is take that first step for yourself. I'm excited for you guys. Happy New Year. And it's going to be a really great year. You know, make your vision for 2024. Get super, super clear about what you want this year to look like. And I can't wait to help you get there. Bye, y'all.